Hello, my name is Alexander Kraus, Alex for short, A for two short, and welcome to Big Tall Boys. Oh no, I'm not doing that. I'm doing it. This is what I say. No, no, the, it's a huge mistake. <laughs> look, it's, it's, look, it's fine. It's for all, all together. It's fine. All right. Look, I won't, if you, okay, just. I'm not going to tell anybody that there was a mistake. And if you could also promise not to mention to anybody, then that's fine. Okay. Oh, look, it's the big tall boys show, but we record episodes of different things on here. And this is a, this is what I see. And I, I screwed up. I can admit that, but can you admit that you shouldn't be telling your friends that I screwed up? You know what? Tell your friends, you know what? I feel like it might be better for exposure if you tell your friends. I I messed up the introduction. I'm a, I'm a klutz. I dropped the ball on this one. Tell everybody about it. Be like, wow, he really screwed up. And hopefully, hopefully I can boost some of our numbers. This is this is what I see. Uh, improvised audio soundscapes. I do improvised uh, little scenes, little vignettes of a location. You know, it's like scenes centered around a singular location. And I think that's the most succinct way I've ever explained this show even though it you know it took me quite a while but every other time it takes me like several minutes to get to the point of what's going on but that's it that's that's it that's like the whole thing i'm recording this one in event it's the start of august this is going to be the halloween app this is this is the big spooky scary halloween episode and i guess scariness is me uh misspeaking is misspeaking is frightening it's a terrifying prospect what's spooky? I'm just, I'm not in the spirit of it, you know? It's, this is the problem with doing like bulk recordings and recording ahead of time is it's the start of August. I'm way more focused on, uh, winter ending. What is August? <laughs> what is August? There's not, there's nothing that I associate with August at all. Like at all. What season is it even? I'm like, I'm sure winter is over. What follows winter? Spring? Spring? That doesn't sound right. Autumn's the, the leaves die and then there's the cold, right? Like winter follows follows autumn. I guess it's spring. Spring cleaning. Spring cleaning. I don't know. <laughs> Look, this is what I'm saying. I can't be spooky. I can't it's the start of August. I can't be spooky. I really wish I could. Look, if I could really if I could if I could throw in a cloak and get all vampire I would. I'd be like, <laughs> but I just, and my heart isn't, and my heart won't be in it. And you'd be able to tell, you'd be able to tell. You'd be like, wow, he is pretending to be a ghoul and he's talking about all the ghoul things he's been up to. He's talking about he's a Wendigo or he's a werewolf and he's, he's hunting villagers. And you'll be like, yeah, but this has real August vibes to it. It just won't work. It won't work. But that's fine. Look, it's the big, it's the big Halloween episode. It's the big Halloween episode. And what can you expect in the Halloween episode? Well, this week we're going to Science Works. Ooh, Science Works, spooky. Science Works is spooky. Look, I know you think you're thinking, why would Science Works be the episode for Halloween? Like that doesn't make any that doesn't make any sense at all. Well, look, they have like electronic shit. And, uh, Frankenstein, like Frankenstein's pretty much that, right? You know, you have Frankenstein, he makes the monster, he's in a lab. Hmm. You know, people make a lot of those, you know, people make that, you know, like Frankenstein's actually not the monster stuff. Can we just, can we all just bat, like, obviously Mary Shelley, is it Mary Shelley who wrote the book? I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to confidently say it's Mary Shelley. I don't care if I'm wrong. I don't care if I'm wrong. When Mary Shelley wrote Frankenstein, she actually intended for Frankenstein to be the monster. 
Yeah, she did. She did. And this is a lot of like that author intent shit where people are like, oh, look, it's about how you read the book. No, she very clearly says in the foreword before the book that she'd like to apologize for some of the uh, confusion surrounding the novel itself. That over the years, people have gotten more and more confused because in actuality, Frankenstein is the monster. You're just not reading. And this happens a lot. This happens a lot. Titanic is actually the, you know, Titanic isn't the boat. Titanic isn't the boat. A lot of people will say, they'll be like, look, Titanic isn't the boat. And it's like, no, James Cameron said it is the boat. Like, if you look at the director's cut, it makes it very clear Titanic is the boat. And a lot of the James Cameron films are like that. Who is the Avatar? Where where are they? Who Who is it? Why is that film called Avatar? Oh, because they have an Avatar of themselves in the, they've become the creatures. That makes sense. The, good job, James. James. James, if you're listening, James, you did a good job with that one. That title makes, that title's actually like interesting beyond it being, I like it. I like, I think it's better than, I think it's better than some of your other titles, James. Um, looking at you, Titanic. Looking at you. Just not fun. Just not fun, you know. Just not fun enough to really get me to engage with the whole property, you know. I dropped out of the franchise after the first one. I couldn't watch any of the other Titanics. I just, I don't know. I feel like just like the heart wasn't there. You know, and I feel like a lot of the best franchises, they give up on the name. You know, you have T2, obviously, F9, uh, that which just is a key on your keyboard. <laughs> you kidding me? You kidding me? Who's making that joke? That must be all over Twitter. Am I, I, I should be checking. To, I got to get on there. Look, I got to get on there. F9 is a key on your keyboard. That's fucking good. Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel. F9. This is this is this is good. Is it called F9? It's called Fast 9. Maybe that's why people aren't saying that. It's also not very good. Look, we're going to be going to ScienceWorks. What can you expect of ScienceWorks? Uh, laboratories, star stuff, you know, planetariums, gift shops. They have a very um, prosperous gift shop that I'm sure they make a lot of money out of selling like dinosaur fucking eggs that you put some water on and they expand or some shit. Uh, not to discourage it. Look, if you want to go there and buy some dinosaur eggs that expand when you put water on it, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying that that's what they sell. Yeah, you can buy that. Um, they always have those like outdoor exhibit things in the, the under the veranda. You know, you sit in like a big pit, and somebody comes out and is like, "This is how you do magic," and then a bunch of people raise their hand. And he's like, "No, I don't want to answer why magic is here. I don't want to answer why magic is here. I know it's science works. I'm about to do some magic, and no, everybody put their hand down. I'm not explaining it. They're the steam stuff at the back. You know how like the back of science works is like. Also, we have a train. We have a train that was, like, cool when we had it, like, 40 years ago, and now we still just have a train out back, and we don't know what to do with it. Nobody gives a shit anymore. We just have a train out the back. Look, I'm... Look, I think this episode's gonna be really good, because I, I apparently have a lot of strong opinions about science works. They have the beep test shit. I, I, I know it. I know it. Back to front, baby. Let's... You know what? We're gonna jump into it. We're gonna jump right into it, okay? This is... This is what I see at... Science works. Attention, customers of Science Works. If everybody could please form an order, ordinary line. If everybody could please form. Look, I'm excited about this one. You got prospect of an ordinary line. I really enjoy when I misspeak. Could we all form an ordinary line? 
I've seen a lot of lines that are zigzagging around things. I've seen a lot of lines that are like curving around the sides of a of a of, of something. So people at the back aren't aware of what the front's going to be. Could everybody please form an ordinary line? That actually be pretty mint. Attention, science workers! Workers, the employees of ScienceWorks, could everybody please report to the beep test? We are all going to check our fitness levels. Anybody who gets a below a seven, you will be working the cafeteria. This, look, look, like legally we shouldn't be doing this, but this is how we operate. You are going to be working in the cafeteria, not up to scuff, baby. You need a, above a seven. Yeah, we're going to be doing, um, we've actually decided to do some of the eye tests up here just to like, uh, you know, there's too many people that are coming into spec savers and there's already like a 2020 vision thing here. So we're just, we're going to be running some eye tests. So if you could just point to anyone, that's terrific. So you can, you can pick out people. So that's good for the object permanent. Yeah. If you can close your eyes, do you still believe that I exist? Yes. Okay. Yes. That's good for object permanence. You believe that I still exist. That's fantastic. All right. Um, what are you going to have for lunch tomorrow? Hmm. And you, uh, I will check in with you tomorrow and see if you did have that. Just to, it's, a, it's a small precog test just to see if you can see the future. Um, I know, but don't... Here's what's been happening recently. Is a lot of people have been saying what they're going to be having for lunch and then having the thing that they said to show off that they're a precog. But you shouldn't... Don't, don't just have that thing for lunch because you said it. Yeah, have it for lunch if you were going to have it for lunch. Yeah. Last test before we can get you uh, fitted. Um, when were you born? That's great. That's that's good. This is just memory comprehension, just to see whether you like are here presently and can recall information. Um, was that AM or PM? You don't know the exact time. Oh, that's bad. <laughs> that's your first demerit. Three of those, and we'll have to. Uh, get you have you have bigger glasses. Three of those, you get bigger glasses. Look. Look, Specsavers was close. This is all we could do, all right? This is all we could do, so don't get mad at me. <laughs> a lot of people getting mad here at ScienceWorks today. Don't get mad at me, all right? I said one... You know what? For the attitude, that's a second demerit. And again, you don't want three because you get bigger glasses. And these aren't like big as in like thick glasses and your eyes are going to look really big and funny like you're a... Like you're a character... Like, uh, you know, you're a character in some film from the 90s. You know, like you're a nerd in the 90s. I... You, they're going to be big like... New Year's Eve glasses, you know, they're going to say 2021 and you're going to look like an idiot because where you put in the second R, you know, there's no way to put another I except for like, you have to like lift the two and the one above it or something. It's going to look silly. You're going to look silly. So maybe less backtalk and more um, discussing what you're going to be having for dinner tomorrow. Thank you very much. If you look on the right here, you'll see a pristine microwave. You'll notice that it is uncleaned. Ah, uh, yes. I knew previously I was walking you through the suburban thing, you know, suburban section of ScienceWorks, but this is the break room of ScienceWorks. I just want to show you this dirty microwave that an employee left here. Isn't that absolutely fucked? I mean, I was coming in here. I had a break just before this tour. And I came in here and I had like a, it was like a salad, but I brought in some chicken strips as well that I was going to heat up, cut up and put through the salad. I thought it'd be nice. I thought I'd put a little bit more effort into it than usual. And I went in and I went in to put the, the chicken into the microwave. And what I noticed is there was a bunch of like little bits of salsa. 
like hot little burning bits of salsa. They were like smeared. They were smeared. So clearly, hang on, hang on, clearly. Like if it was little speckled dots, it'd be like something exploded. If it's smeared, then that means somebody went to clean it. They rubbed something against it and they've like pushed it up against the sides of the microwave. All right. So clearly, and they would have seen it because nobody just makes a motion like that, looks at the cloth. I mean, imagine they used a cloth or something and they see the cloth that's just covered in cells there. And they wouldn't be like, look, there's a small amount of cells there on here. And like they wouldn't, if you, if you were to rub it across there and you saw no salsa, then I understand like maybe you didn't bend down and look into the microwave, but you would have seen it on the, you would have seen it on the thing. And you would have been like, look, there's a lot of, there's a lot of salsa. I didn't want to do this tour today. I didn't want to do this tour, all right? Honestly, I just wanted to eat my lunch. I just wanted to eat my lunch. Thank you all for coming out to the planetarium. I know it's been a big trek for you all. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's adjacent to the main building. Now, if you would like to look up at the fake sky we've got above you, you may see some constellations. Up there, you'll see Sagittarius. You'll see Cancer. You'll see Vertigo, the film. That's right. I didn't misspeak. Up there is Vertigo, the film. Look at how, look at how he, look how Hitchcock uses the camera to peel back. He does this shot where the fo- like it's bringing forward and back, and that he made the whole film because he likes this shot. I think, I believe that's right. Look, I'm not the film guy; I'm the star guy. But if you would like to look at a piece of cinema history, please enjoy Vertigo in the top left. Also available in the top right is Honeymooners, <laughs> the late seasons where things get a little dicey. <laughs> What exactly happens when you go into a black hole? Well, science, the, ju- the jury's out. The jury's out. You know, we're, we're confused, ultimately. Um, and it's not something that we're keen on to admit that, hey, we don't exactly know. There are some theories. We have some ideas, most of them built on Christopher Nolan. Christopher Nolan came out once and he was like, hey, what if you go back in time? And we were like, holy shit, man. Where did you think of this stuff? And... We honestly, we've now we put together a 30-minute thing where we show that black holes maybe can transport you through time. Or, or we also met with uh, David X. Cohen, and he said that black holes maybe transport you through space in his sci-fi film, Futurama. Film, Futurama. Actually, I think it was one of the films where they transported through a black hole. I'm getting stuck in the weeds here. Look, we're unsure of what black holes do, and we've reached out to Hollywood filmmakers and TV show writers, and we've found out that maybe it's some sci-fi bullshit. So if anybody has any ideas, we're going to bring around a box. We're going to bring around a box, and when the box comes around, you write, you write your name at the top of there, and you also write what you think a black hole might do. And if you're right in 6,000 years, when we finally figure it out, it's gonna, fingers crossed it's a little bit earlier than that. Uh, but if you are right, we're going to raffle off a Kia. We're going to raffle off a Kia for the winner, which would be neat. Earth. One of several planets in our atmosphere. In fact, it's the only planet in our atmosphere. But if you pan out slightly, you'll see that Earth is a part of a constellation of planets. And all of them are accessible through big jumps. That's right. 
I'm here to advertise big jumps. A lot of people are telling me that you need uh, jet fuel. You need an ability to get leverage off of the ground and to break through the atmospheric crust. But I ain't no fool. I know if I jump hard enough, I will escape the confines of the Earth's gravitational pull and soar off towards another planet. All I need, all I need from you... All of you, please, is a better pair of shoes. I don't trust the shoes I'm currently wearing. I feel like when I land on the other planet, they are going to fall apart and I'm going to break something and be unable to jump back. If you would like to support my plan of big jumping, could you please donate all of your ADDs? Stars. Twinkling, beautiful stars. The kinds of stars that change the direction of a man's life. Hello. My name is Ian McKellen. And 60 years ago, when I was but a young boy, only dreaming of working in an X-Men film, I looked up at the starry night sky in the backyard on some damp grass, looking out, looking out and searching for some sort of guidance, some sort of trajectory, and there I saw it, a giant X constructed out of star stuff. And I knew one day I would play Magneto. I would control magnets on the big screen. And as the series began to wane on and they began to be like unsure about you know, what are we doing here? A lot of the actors aren't really wanting to come back and we don't really have any story ideas. I'd stick around. I'd stick around until one day I would stand up straight and hold my hand out wide and shake the hand of a man called Fastbender and let my legacy go. I wish. I only have one regret. I only have one regret in looking out at those stars. It's that I didn't envision a second franchise. All I saw was the X-Men. And now, as I grew even older, into my old age, all I really want is another large blockbuster to really get my acting chops diminished. Could, could a man ask for something like a Blade Runner? Could I not be some sort of corporate tycoon villain over a six-movie arc? Is that too much to ask? I don't know. But all I ask of all of you is to do the very much the same thing that I once did. To lay across a damp hill, look out towards the stars, and envision what you want your life to be. And in turn, look out to those constellations. Do a little dot-to-dot drawing of them. You know, copy them down. Do a dot-to-dot drawing. And then figure out, hey, I can see up there a big old F that stands for Fast and Furious. I now know my trajectory. This honestly really meant a lot to me. I flew all the way out to Australia during a pandemic to do this. This is insane. This really means a lot to me to be here at this planetarium. Thank you all. I wish you all a very good night. Merry Christmas. Oh, Halloween. Halloween. We're doing Halloween. Halloween. Ooh, Halloween. Hello, ghouls and girls. Welcome to the planetarium. I know, I know. You're thinking, how can space be scary? It's not scary. It's so bright. Wrong. 
wrong. Actually, it's very dark. Light doesn't operate in space. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, hang on a second. If light doesn't operate, then how do my retinas take in the sight of planets? Well, that's all. That's not. It's all post. It's all in post. We do all of that in post. Is we think that we see the stuff and then we put it in our mind, in our mind's eye. Yeah, light doesn't actually work in space. It's pitch nothing. You need an atmosphere to see light. It's actually very, very frightening. It's actually very, very frightening. Also, also space whales. I know you're thinking, look, space whales are overdone. They show up in like way too many space-based sci-fi productions. But it's because they're real. That's why they show up so often. They're real. But what they don't say about space whales is they're actually delicious. Darkness. Darkness envelops you. You step out of your shuttle, drifting out into the dark confines of space. Nothing around you but yourself. Your deep, low breaths ring out into your ears as the world embraces you. As you become one with the universe in which you were once birthed. And in this moment you begin to realize... What a wonderful world. That's right. That's right. That's right. This is actually an ad for a Kia. This is an ad for a Kia. This is... We pan out. We now pan out. And we see... We see a car. And the car is beside this man that's floating out in the middle of space. And he's lost. But he's now able to find his way home. Oh, what a wonderful world. He drifts out, his hand out reaching towards the Kia. He places his hand out towards the door, and it opens with ease. He drifts inside, and the seat comfortably catches him as he races off back to Earth. Then turns around and goes out into space. Kia! It's for adventure. You'll always find your way back home. But, in fact, you want to do what you want to do. It's Kia. New in the ScienceWorks catalog, we are now selling replicas of ScienceWorks. They're made out of goo, and they've got nothing to do with science. We call it ScienceWorks because we know that science just works to sell bullshit. It's a bunch of goo, and it doesn't really structurally hold after the first use. And you're not going to use it after the first use because it'd be like, I'm going to put the goo back in the container? Does it come with a pouch, or do I have to get a Ziploc bag? And then where do I have to store it? And you Google it, and it says the freezer? I'm not putting goo in the freezer. That can't be right. And you Google it again, and you find a Reddit thread that says somebody stored it in their th- freezer and part of it leaked down onto some chicken and their dog got sick. Their dog you read the reply to that because everybody's very confused why the dog was eating the freeze chicken but the chicken had actually spoiled and they fed it to the dog which makes you have another question in your mind. You know obviously this is a bad person you know you've expired meat you just throw it out you don't feed it to your animal but was was the goo freezing the thing that made the dog sick or should I be freezing the goo? I don't know. I can't follow this anymore. And by this point, your kid has already stolen 60 bucks out of your wallet and bought a goo palace. They didn't even buy the ScienceWorks one. They spent $60 on a fucking palace. It's off the Taj Mahal. Why is that here? What does that have to do with anything? We don't know. We sell bullshit. It's ScienceWorks. We sell a whole bunch of things here at ScienceWorks. You know, we have a whole bunch of things that, you know, they have the magnets. 
with magnets. People think people think there's more designs than magnets, but honestly, it all starts and ends with magnets. What could you do with magnets? Well, you could hold down a tarp. You can surely hold down a tarp. You put it on the four little edges. Where's that tarp going? No, it is firmly on the ground. Magnets are heavy. We have heavy magnets. You can hold down tarps. They can even, like, magnetize to things. Now I'm realizing it, they can also magnetize to things. It has to do with how they're, uh, how they're, how they're scraped. I think you, like, scrape, yeah. How do you magnetize something? We don't know. Welcome, everybody, to the veranda. Uh, we're doing another ex- exhibition. Uh, we're trying to figure out what science is, so we're just we're throwing shit at the wall. Uh, this is going to be a hawk show. Have you ever been to like a zoo? They sometimes do a hawk show where a hawk comes down and lands on a glove, um, not not on a person's hand, on a glove. So I've got myself here a loose glove, and I've filled it with bird seed, and I'm placing it out in the sun. And we're all just going to sit and wait for about half an hour. And hopefully we can catch a hawk. <laughs> we're not gonna, we're gonna catch it. I have a small cage made out of little sticks. They're all like strung together like it's a Looney Tunes cartoon. And I'm gonna, th- I'm gonna, it's not even like over the thing. It's not over the glove and it's gonna fall. I'm gonna throw the cage and we're gonna catch a hawk. If everybody could please be quiet. And if you are going to speak, I prefer it if you'd be making tweeting or bird calls. We're going to practice some right now. Kui kui wa. Kui kui wa. Thank you. Welcome everybody outside to the veranda. We're going to be doing a big old water show. What exactly is a water show? Well, we've decided that we're going to, we're going to just drink a bunch of water and see, see how much we can drink before we pass away. We Look... This is the most scientific thing we've ever done on this veranda. Is we're going to just see how much water a person can drink. Now, I have bought, I have, look, I've, I, yes, I have been given six gallons by Mount Franklin. They've given me six gallons of water. They said, look, we don't know exactly why you want all of this water. You see, look, honestly, look, look, I keep saying look because I'm frightened and I'm stalling for time and I'm, I'm worried because I pitched this earlier and I said, hey, why don't we do something scientific? And somebody said, like what? What would be scientific? And I said, well, what if we drink a bunch of water until we die? And nobody questioned me. Everybody was like, that's a great idea. And I just went with it because I wanted people to think, hey, I have good ideas. Hey, Chuck has good ideas. And now, now I have to drink all of the water. This is like a sitcom, except for it's very morbid. Okay, here I go. Thank you. Thank you all for coming out to the veranda. Uh, yeah, we're having a great time out here. Um, we have a snake. We thought it'd be neat to bring out a snake. So, um, yep, we have a snake. Uh, do not look at the snake. It is not a trained snake. It is not my snake. It is, we don't know where we found the snake. This morning, somebody found a snake and we thought that's a good show. Now we have a snake. Um, there it is. There it goes. It's going right towards that young girl. Don't be afraid. I mean, you should be afraid. It's a, it's a wild snake, but don't be afraid of the show going poorly because this is gold. This is amazing. Honestly, everybody else is on the edge of their seats. This show is going so well. Yeah, it is biting you. It is, but oh, look at that. Fangs right in there. Fangs right in there. Good job, everybody. Good job on the show, everybody. I'd like to thank all the production crew. I'd like to thank the snake wrangler for giving up halfway through as when they walked out. 
It looks like they walked out, dropped a cage with the snake. The snake went over and started biting the girl, and they just standing there. You're still standing there. You're not doing anything. I'd like to, uh, you know what? A second thank you to the snake wrangler. You've done a really good job of doing nothing. You really, you've done a fantastic job. You really, you... Thank you. I'd also like to thank myself for introducing the show. There was going to be a whole thing to do with snakes. I was going to do some snake history, but now it looks like... Um, the snake. Thank you, Snake Wrangler. You are calling an ambulance. Thank you very much. Hello and welcome to the Science Works Breath Caverns. I'm going to be taking questions on the subject of rocks. Uh, if anybody has any questions about rocks, I have the answers for them. So that's going to be terrific. Okay, thank you. There's somebody at the back there asking a question very quietly. I cannot hear you. I will say that my answer is probably going to be the rocks are neat. And why I got into rocks is because I, you know, you can get like a bunch of them and you can make a garden. And I like to garden. Uh, you can kind of like do some skirting around some uh, some uh, brindle bush bushes, and uh, through the use of that, you can kind of uh, make a you know you can make a you can demarcate a garden. So instead of being one flat plane, there is you know, there's grass, there is rocks, and then there's some bushes. Uh, yeah, I see a lady at the front there that has her hand up. I'm gonna answer your question before you can ask it. Uh, yeah, uh, rocks. Uh, where do rocks come from? Rocks are actually formed uh, from me. I make all the rocks. Um, about 16 years ago, I thought it'd be really cool if I made real versions of candy rocks. Uh, yeah, I love candy rocks. I grew up with the stuff. And I thought, hey, what if there was a bigger version of candy rocks that were unable to be eaten that you could use to, you know, you could use in your garden to differentiate between your grass and your bushes. And so I could started constructing them. Yes, I think there's a question over there from a, an individual who's raising their hand up really tall, and I assume their question's going to be, uh, where did you get your start? Like, I know you did the rock stuff, but like, what did you do? What, how do you get money? And uh, the way that I answer that is that a lot of it comes in through government support, and a lot of it also comes in through donations. I get a lot of people that give me donations of money. You know, they give me money because they feel sorry for me. They say, look, you seem to be only caring about your garden. You seem entirely incapable of, you know, of taking care of yourself. So, uh, somebody's going to come around with a basket, uh, okay, and we're going to do, we're going to do some donations like they do at church, so we're just going to put some money in there, and, uh, you know, maybe a coupon, but if you're going to leave a coupon, maybe also include some, I don't want, I don't want anybody to just leave a coupon, okay? Uh, I'm going to take one last question from myself, and that question's going to be, how are you doing today? And I'll answer that by saying, thank you, finally, somebody asked me. Electricity is, is is that we we can control it. A lot of people think that we can. You know, we get wires, we get cords, we get we get light bulbs, we get um we get like little little socket shit, and we get little diodes, we get batteries, we get uh, uh, mechanics, we get mechanics to work on these things, we get uh, engineers, and they're all like they're all tinkering. But in actuality, electricity cannot be controlled. Uh, it just follows it follows one simple rule, and that simple rule is uh, it's going to kill you. The simple rule is it's going to kill you. All right, this is a safety message to all of you at home. I know you're thinking, look, this guy's having a lot of fun on stage. He's making a lot of electricity shoot out of everywhere, but it's going to kill you. You are going to die. We've lost six people this week to this show, all right? And, oh, no, 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 please, please, don't get, don't like squeamish or stand up. No, 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 no. Presenters. We've lost, we've lost six presenters this week. The, you're all safe. You're behind a cage, okay? You're in a Faraday cage, basically. You're, you're fine. 
But, you know, you know, chances of me surviving this, very slim, very slim. But my family took out a, a pretty good insurance policy, so, you know, my wife is going to be happy with that. <laughs> hates my guts. Absolutely hates my guts, you know. I think it's because I abandoned uh, everything in our livelihood to pursue a, wor- pursue a career in lightning. I pursued a career with lightning. And look, it's not a prosperous career. There's like one job you can get. And sure, it's a it's a revolving door. You can get it pretty easily because of the amount of deaths, but there's only like one position unless you want to go to Sydney and work in powerhouse. And they're not they're not exactly about electricity. They're more about guitars. And let me tell you, they're not the same. Regardless of what your wife says, electricity and guitars aren't the same thing. Anyway, I'm going to put these two clamps onto my nipples, and here we go. I'm going to need a volunteer out from the audience to hold my hand as I flip this switch. Uh, just to ground me. Uh, I'm, I'm ungrounded, obviously. Uh, <laughs> I didn't wear the proper equipment, so it's perfectly safe. I just need somebody to come up here, grab my hand real quick, so when I click the switch, the electricity runs through me, through you, and into the ground. Because... If not, it's going to be stuck in my body. I'm going to be electrocuted and start writhing around on the floor. All right? Because I didn't wear the right equipment. So if I could get somebody to come up here. Yeah, you. You. Yeah, I need small hands. So you are perfect. If you could come up here. Okay, great. And when I... You are... Yeah. You know, chance... Yeah, no. This will change you. This will... No, no, no. Hang on. Hang on. No, everybody calm down. Everybody calm down. I'm talking to the, I'm talking to the person that volunteered. All right? Everybody calm down. This will change you. Okay, you won't be the same after this show. This will be the last moment of this version of yourself. After this electricity runs through you, your uh, brain composition will be altered. So yeah, I'd get in. I'd get in like a, a opportunity to like think about what my priorities are and try to hold on to them. Because I here's the thing: if you want to be somebody, if you're like I've always wanted to be a doctor, right now think about doctory things. Because when the electricity comes through you. You're not going to remember doctory things. You're going to have an entirely different personality, and you're never going to achieve those goals, you know? So you might as well get it in right now. Uh, you wanted to... A marine biologist. That's great. No, it's fantastic. Everybody calm down, okay? They want to be marine... Don't give them suggestions. Don't give them suggestions. They want to be marine biologists. Oh, you're not giving suggestions. You're yelling at me for what I'm about to do. That is fair. That's justified. But, you know, you didn't volunteer, so they're the one who's going to have the last experience of this version of themselves. All right. Three, two, one, go. All right. And that's it. Look, this is the end. This is the, this is it. This is it. Look, we had a good time. We had a good time. We learned a lot. We learned a lot about ourselves and we learned a lot about science, which is always good. And it's, it's great. I'm just going to double check. Um, look, I'm recording this right now as I normally do, but during the recording, there was some technical difficulties that I didn't realize until the very end. <laughs> so I'm just making sure that this is recording roughly because I am terrified that, that it's all ruined. Okay. I recorded like an hour of shit. Okay, that's going to be, I know you're thinking like, whoa, an hour of shit. That only went for like 20 minutes. Yeah, okay, I am ruthless in the edit. I will cut out everything and anything. You know, Most of the time, most of the time, the good stuff doesn't even make it in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot of the time, I just include the bullshit just to fuck with you. A lot of the good stuff is behind behind the curtain, yeah? And eventually, I will release that for a hiked up price. Eventually, when a lot of people are into this, I'll be releasing all of the, uh, you know, a bunch of stuff for a lot of money. A, lo- a lot of the good stuff for a lot of money. So you better have your wallet ready. You better have it ready. I think it's fine. 
Look, I think the audio is fine. Um, thank you for listening. You know, science, sometimes science is more than what we think it is. Um, it can also be a podcast. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? Um, yeah, if you if you enjoyed the episode, like, favorite, subscribe, do everything you do from the end of another podcast, but for this one, this week you're going to share this with your neighbor. You're going to go outside, you're going to knock on their door, you're going to introduce yourself for the first time because nobody talks to their neighbors, and you're going to say, hey, look, I listened to this podcast, I know, yes, I know, shh, 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 shh. calm down, calm down, calm down, yes, I know, I know, I know, you could hear it, obviously you could hear it, I'm playing it very, very loudly because I'm enjoying myself, all right? <laughs> I didn't come over here to be lambasted. So here's, here's my phone. Here's my phone. I've downloaded a bunch of episodes of this show. You should enjoy it as well. Have this phone. Do like, if you've seen this film Sex Tape, he gives out a bunch of iPads with the porn on it. Okay. He gives a bunch of iPads with the porn on it. You could do that, but with my show. Okay. As like a, as a funny goof, as like a parody, you'd be like, it's a homage to Sex Tape. And you could just give out a bunch of iPads with this show on it. It'd actually be really cool if you did. I think it'd go a long way into like being a good person. That'd be, that'd be nice. That'd be nice. Or yeah. 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 That'd be good. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Look, that's pretty much, I did the whole show. I did the whole show. So that's pretty much it. And there's no, I'm under no other obligations to do anything else. I've even plugged things, you know, bigtoolboys.com. Go check it out. Check out the show. Enjoy yourself. Um, live a prosper, prosperous life, you know, for once, I'm going to wish you that you have a good, a good one. Um, I feel like usually I end these things talking about myself and plugging my, you know, plugging my own work and things, but you should look into keeping a positive mindset. That might be good because sounds like you're having some problems with your neighbor. So maybe you should be keeping a good mindset. Look, this is it. It's done. Goodbye. Have fun. Um, play the song. Um, hi, can I get a big tall boy? <laughs>